There are companies that have had success creating gender equality in the workplace. This is demonstrated by representation of nearly 50% or more women throughout all levels of leadership in the organization, including the executive level. Are you curious to know exactly what is making the difference in those companies? I know I am. For this episode, I invited Dana Sente, who serves as Vice President of Training and Development for Veris Residential. In this role, Dana identifies and oversees training and employee development for all property positions. She also works closely with this company's COO on ways to educate employees about corporate values related to ethics and responsibility. Dana has developed education programs to support both hard and soft skills for various residential employees. Training opportunities include yearly real estate classes, maintenance certification classes, lead certification, and other ESG training. In this episode, Dana and I chatted about Dana's own leadership path, what she's put in place at Veris Residential to make sure women's leadership development needs are being met, what companies can do to develop a culture of trust for women, and the importance of being human, being available, and getting to know your people. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm the CEO and founder of Women Taking the Lead. It's a leadership development company that works with individuals, organizations, and boards to close the performance gap by attracting, developing, and successfully promoting more women into senior levels of leadership. These benefits are realized through coaching, consulting, leadership development programs, and keynotes. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search for Jody Flynn on the platform. I am very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of your search results. Be sure to add a note to the invitation, letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. Welcome to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, Dana. Thank you. Good morning, Jody. How are you? I am well. It's good to have you here. And I will say, uh, everyone listening has had an opportunity to hear about you and you know your professional uh, bio and career. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone so that they get to know you a little bit more? Sure. Uh, In my free time, I love to spend time with my family and my friends. My husband and I are big sports fans. So you'll often find us at uh, a Devils game or a Yankees game or Mets game. Uh, We love live music. We do love to travel as well. And we are parents to a four-legged 14-year-old beagle. uh, And he's kind of our... He's our son. He's our life. Yes, they are. They are little fur babies. <laughs> I love that. Well, Dana, pivoting back to career, I'm always curious to hear how somebody has gotten to where they got, right? Because in leadership, it's it's a rise, it's a journey. There, there, it's a usually a windy path. So if you could tell us about your leadership path. 
Sure. So I've actually been fortunate enough to have been with the company that I'm with now for just over 17 years. So I started basically right out of college and I was given a great opportunity and I was able to work my way up. I'm actually in my 10th role right now within the company. So over 17 years, I've seen We've seen a lot of changes. We've seen, uh, you know, there's been uh, buyouts in my company, but I've been fortunate enough to have been able to stay on for the ride. And it's been great. I think that didn't matter who was uh, running our company, they were always looking to promote from within. And I think that it's been really, really beneficial for me uh, to be able to work my way, you know, through the various different roles in the company you know, we're in a property management company. So I started as a leasing specialist and I was able to work in every on-site position. And in 2014, 2014, 2015, it's kind of all blending together. Yeah. I took on a role at the corporate office and kind of was able to forge my own path. The position that I held at that time didn't really exist prior but I shared some ideas and things that I thought could be helpful. And uh, I kind of created my own path. So I've been really, really lucky. And I feel excited to be able to continue that and to share that now with the next generation of uh, people coming up through our company. I definitely am getting a sense of that in your journey to to go through 10 different roles in 17 years, right? 17 years sounds like a lot, but you were quickly turning over into new positions. And this, you know, the sense I get about you from that information is when offered an opportunity, you say yes, Yes. right? That like, you know, it's going to be challenging, you know, it's going to be different, but you are a yes when offered. Absolutely. And that excites me. I like doing new things. I like trying new challenges. I don't like, I'm not, I've never really been content just, you know, with the status quo. I I like learning and developing and growing and meeting new people and trying new things. And it's exciting because it's all been within the same organization. So I take pride in that. I know, you know, that's not always the case and people, you know, don't always have that opportunity. So I've been fortunate that I've continued to basically grow up in, you know, not only this industry, but specifically with this company. Right. And to be in the position you are right now as vice president of training and development. And what everyone doesn't know is that when we first met each other, you were a director. And then in the time that we were talking and yes, let's do an episode together, you got promoted. So congratulations on your latest promotion. Thank you so much. And to be, you know, focused in the area of training and development, like having been in nine other positions, Mm -hmm. you really have a feel for the, the breadth and scope of positions within the company and can pass on that excitement for learning to other people. Absolutely. I mean, and I feel extra lucky that uh, there is a lot of tenure within my company. So people, my colleagues that, you know, some of which that I, you know, work alongside of, I've seen also grow up in the business. And I know that I've helped train some of them. And so that's really exciting to me as well to see other people, to see my colleagues grow and develop and excel And I think that there's no greater pleasure as, you know, especially in this role to watch other people succeed. And, 
you know, we have our regional managers who is, you know, kind of, I guess, my closest colleagues, if you will. And there are three out of four of them I've definitely helped train um, and three out of four are women. And I know that that's also really exciting uh, to talk about. So, you know, I, I think that we're in a really good place right now and it makes me happy to see other women grow as well. Our male colleagues support us. And that's been a huge, you know, that's been a huge part of our growth as well. That that is amazing to hear. And yes, like male allies definitely required. I say that so I don't know how if I've said this enough recently, but I remember when I first started the podcast that like this isn't something that like, yes, like women supporting women is wonderful, but that it can't stop there. Like we need our male allies, you know, like we really need the support of men to get where we want to go. It's not that it's, it's, this is a journey that men and women go on together mm -hmm. to, to have, um, equity, you know, in leadership and in power. And this is a great segue, Dana, because I want to talk more about, um, your company's passion for more diversity and their commitment mm -hmm. to diversity and, you know, women taking the lead talks about, you know, women in leadership. So tell me about um, the, the what you've put in place to make sure that women's leadership development needs are being met. Sure. So there's actually a couple of different things to talk about here. As a company, I think it's important to note that Veris Residential has pledged to reach gender equality at the management level by 2025. So we're going to be releasing our updated numbers in our annual ESG report. So that'll come out later this spring. So you'll find out a little bit more about what, you know, our commitments have been as a company, but something that I did, you know, personally, along with some of my, my coworkers, we rolled out, we partnered with a company called Kahila and it's a coaching program. It's an online coaching program, uh, but it's designed by women and for women and basically, they are little micro lessons uh, online, different speakers, different people, different women from all walks of life, and kind of just helping to balance professional life with personal life and everything, all the challenges that come along with it. And I'm really proud of that because we do have a good amount of, you know, female employees in the company. And, you know, we all spend time, we're all guilty of scrolling Facebook or Instagram and, you know, kind of just passing the time in our free time or whatever that means, whenever there is a few minutes. When you need a brain break. Exactly. To, yeah. So this Kihila offers micro-sized lessons that you could actually gain something, learn something, hear, you know, hear from other women, read something, you know, understands a little bit more of some of the statistics and it helps them advance their careers. It's kind of designed for women at various stages within their careers. So whether they're just getting started or they're kind of, you know, mid-level or even the executive team. So we really, really like this company. We're excited for this partnership and uh, we're, we're excited to see how it continues to grow. And actually something else that we've done uh, or we are doing, I should say, it's coming up in the next couple of weeks. We've partnered with a local um, college with NJCU, and we are gifting some of our memberships to them, to this organization. So some of their juniors and senior female students who are just about ready to, 
you know, graduate and get out into the professional world. We wanted to give them a little, uh, you know, insight and a little bit of a, you know, a jump start, if you will. So I'm, I'm excited. That's probably one of the, one of the things I'm most proud of, you know, as, as having rolled out so far. Yeah. And I can't say enough, the leadership development and the guidance I got early, like even before I was really starting my career, like book recommendations and things of that nature made such a difference for me in my life. So it's, it's always um, heartwarming for me to hear people saying what they're doing for young women to help them feel more confident, more secure, and then just teach some of those professional and life lessons mm-hmm. because I know a lot of young women go into their career and after a year or two feel a little like culture shock because they weren't told what the work environment was going to be, what it was going to be like to have a full-time job. So the more guidance they can get to help them prepare for that, the better. Absolutely. And I think that we've seen I've seen a change over the 17 years, you know, and that's not, you know, it's not, it wasn't that long ago that I graduated. It feels like it wasn't that long ago that I graduated college and started my professional life, but I do see strides being made and women and just in general, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and, and having that as part of the you know, the the foundation of a lot of companies. And that's something that our company has taken very seriously. We had a rebrand a few years ago when we became Barris Residential. And that was sort of the pillars that they built our new uh, name and brand on was diversity, equity, inclusion, and making people make sure that people felt seen and make sure that people felt heard. And, you know, whether it just everyone should have an equal seat at the table. And I feel fortunate to be amongst a company that does support it and, you know, and supports women and women's growth and leadership roles. And I think it's very inspiring to me when I look up to our executive team and when I look up to our C-suite and I do see other women there and I see other, you know, groups being represented, it's definitely very motivating and it's exciting. Yeah, that's amazing because, you know, we like to think that every company has a strong commitment. Like a lot of companies say they have a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, but it's, you know, not uncommon to see that uh, it play out as what they're committing to and what they're saying isn't what's happening in actuality. And the proof is in the numbers. How many women are in the C-suite? How many women are on the board? How many women are in senior leadership? How many women are in management? And it sounds like with Veris Residential, it is playing out. The commitment is playing out in real life. Absolutely. It is very evident. In fact, another fact that I can share is that we just made Bloomberg's Gender uh, Equality Index this year. So that's it, it's exciting. We're being recognized by, by peers and by others in the industry, and it It makes me proud. I don't know about you, but I have discovered amazing music, books, TV shows, movies, restaurants, and podcasts for sure because a friend or colleague told me about it. Our network, made up of friends, family, colleagues, and acquaintances, are a vital source of information and access to resources for us. 
If you find the content and suggestions from this podcast valuable, could you do me a huge favor? Could you share it with a friend or colleague? Typically, the best way to share a podcast is to share a specific episode that made you think of the other person. You can share an episode right from your podcast app, or you can send the link to the webpage found in the episode description. My goal is to help millions of women to grow and feel calm and confident in their leadership. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me to do this. And I thank you for helping the woman in your life be the confident leader she is meant to be by introducing her to this podcast. So thank you. Is there a dynamic within the company that's making this possible? Because I'm sure there are some women listening who may or may not be in a position of power to make changes within their company who are probably curious, why is Varus different? Like, what is happening within the company that's making all of this possible? So I think it's really been a cultural shift, uh, you know, and kind of just in the industry as a whole, you know, where maybe years ago, there was this image out there that women couldn't support other women, that in order to get ahead, you had to kind of be, you know, it was every woman for themselves, so to speak, and they might have been more condescending to others or just make people feel less than. Um, And I think that the cultural shift is really noticeable now. It's palpable and something that people see that women can support each other and still grow professionally. And I think within our company, what I really enjoy is that we have these, you know, interpersonal relationships where we've gotten to know each other over years, many of us that have worked. And we have this comfort level where people feel that they can speak, they might not be able to go, you know, directly a leasing specialist up to, you know, the the CEO or the COO, but there's always this open door policy. There's this, you know, everybody's kind of been empowered to speak up to somebody. And if they have an idea, they have a suggestion or they have a problem or a concern, everything is heard. Everybody is heard. And that does start at the top, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. our, you know, I, I feel lucky to work for a leadership team that does listen. They don't claim to know it all. They don't act as a dictatorship. They are fully embracing all of us. And, you know, how can we get better? Who, you know, we want to hear from all of you. We want to build this company and we want to create this, you know, image, but we can't do it without all of you. And I think that that's really, really special. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it sounds like there there is this culture of, you know, trust and support. Everyone knows each other. So let's play pretend for a moment and see where this goes. Mm -hmm. You're a consultant Mm -hmm. and you're going into another company that is not hitting the numbers that you are hitting in terms of diversity, equity and inclusion. What would you suggest to that company to help create an environment where they could hit those numbers? I think it's important to find out what, what gets people going, what makes people motivated, what gets, you know, really understanding who it is that makes up the company, because you can't really 
do things that, you know, are, are going to affect positive change if you don't know, because people have different people have different love languages, right? I know that's probably not the best analogy, but different things that make people feel proud, that make people, you know, if somebody earned recognition, some people love to have a big open award ceremony and they want their name up in lights and everything. And other people just prefer an email or a handwritten note. And I think that's really key is understanding each, you know, within each group, you know, within each smaller group, does the manager on that team know what their team, what motivates their team and how also, you know, in the same, on the same hand, how, if they need to have constructive criticism, if they need to have a more difficult conversation, what is the best way to do that? How do they respond and also not feel like they're being attacked, but, you know, good constructive criticism and conversation. So I think it really comes down to knowing, you know, each, each team within a larger team, knowing, knowing each other and having Mm -hmm. that. And that's something that I feel has been really key to my own growth, but also within our company, because I feel within each property, within each region, our managers know our people. And then therefore, they can also feel empowered to communicate it up when there are, you know, people to reward when there's good things that, you know, but also when there's challenges, people Mm -hmm. feel comfortable because they know and some people thrive on a big group meeting, as I said, and they want to you know, just be the one and be the voice that everybody hears and other people prefer the smaller one-on-ones or two-on-ones. And I think we've done a good job of understanding that. And I think that's what I would tell other companies as well, is really understanding your people. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Love that answer, Dana. Um, Really got from you, like, so the key for anyone in any company is like, first and foremost, like, get to know your people and what motivates them, what makes them feel proud. Because when you have that information, the conversations are better. They feel more supported and seen and appreciated. And as a a residual benefit of that, people are more open to change and feedback if they already feel like they're understood, like their, their leaders get them and, you know, they feel more appreciated. In, in that conversation as well. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, again, I think it was such a, such a cool time last year in our company when we started forming these DEI councils and the women's leadership networks and different things within our own company because they want to make sure everybody feels heard and anybody can join as an ally. And so we've created this whole culture of supporting each other. And just because you might not fit into one group or this group, or you fit into multiple groups, everybody feels heard, I think. Um, I think we've done a good job. I mean, and again, we're not so big where, you know, I don't know everybody, I basically know almost everybody's name within the company. And, you know, I know a lot of them a little closer just because of, you know, my my years within the company, but I feel like people really genuinely feel appreciated now they feel heard and they feel seen and they feel that they have an equal seat at the table and they can look up again to our executive team. They can look up to the C-suite and see themselves represented in some capacity. And I think that that's really, really exciting. 
Yeah, that is exciting. And another thing I want to add to um, the groups, because, you know, many companies have affinity groups or or ERGs, you know, employee Mm -hmm. resource resource groups. The ones that succeed are the ones that are sponsored by someone in senior leadership and that the ideas that are generated from the groups have a platform within the company, like they're heard. And you said that, that people seem to feel, you know, feel heard that when they make suggestions, because a lot of great ideas can come out of these groups and where they, they fail or they fall apart is when people gather, they come up with ideas and they're not heard and they, mm-hmm. they don't have a sponsor, you know, and, and things aren't changing. And then they, these groups can end up turning into, uh, complaint sessions as opposed to an opportunity to really make positive change within the company. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, something to just add to that, that I've seen, you know, our, with our executive team, our, our leadership team, our C-suite, a lot of them get out to our properties. You know, we have, we have resident, we manage residential apartment buildings in uh, predominantly New Jersey and Massachusetts. We do have one in New York as well. But they don't, where I see this change within the industry is they don't just sit in the, their corner offices and kind of just, you know, tell everybody what to do. They get out to the properties. They've met everybody. They tour the sites. They talk to people. They ask questions. They, they have conversation. There's dialogue. And I think that that's been really nice to watch that shift and to see that, you know, they don't claim to, again, as I said earlier, they don't claim to know it all. They want to be able to make us grow together as one cohesive company. And they know that they need the team's support in that. And so therefore, they do ask the questions and they do, uh, you know, they, they do include them and, and people do because they come out and they, you know, are engaging and they'll have lunch with the teams or whatever the case is and have conversations, people feel comfortable and therefore they can share their ideas and they share it. And then the ideas, a lot of them get put into action. We've seen, I've seen a lot of those things happen over the course of the last couple of years. I want to underscore that because that's been true in my own experience as well and validated in some research. So when I was working in mutual fund um, operations, we had a third party quality review who benchmarked our company against other companies, right? It wasn't just us. It was a whole mm-hmm. consortium of companies in the same field. And our company often achieved best in class rankings. So they went to and went on site and did interviews within all of the companies that ranked best in class over time, mm-hmm. right? That were consistently achieving best in class quality results. And what they found was a common denominator through all the companies, one of them, and it was at the top, the leaders come out of their offices and have one-on-one conversations with That's anybody, right? With, with all of the teams, you know, so they're not leaders who are you know, because there's not, you know, there's something to be said for a leader who is focused and diligent. They're in their office and they're getting it done. They're doing sure. the work that they need to do. But what really motivates people is when these leaders come out of their offices to just say, how is your day going? And thank you for the work that you're doing. Like, tell me about like your day and, and things like that. It makes such a difference. It's It's invaluable. It really is. And it's, you see that they're human beings too. And I think we, 
you know, we have still a complete and utter respect for the position and the role. And it's not ever, you know, it's not a case of, you know, you you still respect and you, you know, you can have these conversations and understanding the positions they're in. And it's not always going to be a yes, or, you know, we have restrictions, but it's a respect for each other. And that's Mm -hmm. really what makes it where, you know, nobody will ever feel bad to ask the question and nobody will will feel bad if the answer is no, not right now. You know, they know they're being heard and it's considered, but maybe, you know, somebody went in this direction or that direction and that's okay. But because you get to see people and talk to people and just understand who they are as well, it really just builds this different dynamic. That's really, um, it's, easy to fall in line with, you know, it's easy to get behind because yeah, you, you see it, you see, you see who they are as people as well. And not just, you know, sitting there with their door shut. They, they're humans like, like all of us. Right. And that feels good. And to, you know, just kind of like address what might be on people's minds, you know, in this work from home or hybrid environment within a lot of companies, this isn't as easy to do, right? You can't just walk out of your office and go talk to somebody if like your team is like working from home, but it's really about being available and having those human conversations as opposed to, okay, we're gathering. How are we doing on achieving our goals? It's like being available and taking that time you know, to get to know your team. And I think, you know, for for me with COVID, I mean, obviously, we all lived through this unprecedented time of, you know, uncertainty, and nobody knew how long it was going to last and all of that. But what did come out of it, I think, is we were able to build connections, we were able to build connections with people, it didn't matter where they were, because we have Teams or, you know, Zoom or whatever, all these other platforms. And so that was something that we found very valuable during that time. And even though we weren't just, you know, coming out of our offices and walking down and talking to people, we would have scheduled catch ups and chats. And sometimes it was, you know, to go over something very specific and work related, but other times it was like, just wanting to chat and just wanting a few minutes or maybe, you know, my colleagues, many of them who had kids and they were balancing working from home along with um, making sure their kids were signed on to school on time and all of that. And sometimes they just needed a few minutes to just breathe and chat and talk about something. And so I think that's something that I will always, the good thing that I think will come out of COVID was, you know, building those relationships in a different way. And we realize humans can be resilient and Mm -hmm. still help each other and be there for each other just in a different capacity. Right. When we have those relationships. So I know the whole topic is more complicated than this, but I think it makes achieving equity um, seem easier. I guess, for lack of a better word, when we bring it down to simple practices, right? Mm -hmm. Be human, get to know your team, be personable, you know, we and we will get there, right? Supporting one another, listening to one another and appreciating one another. We will slowly get there and move that needle. Yes, couldn't agree more. I think that's the biggest piece of it is that, you know, big teams are made up of individuals and individuals feel like they're part of the team and that fabric of the team when they, you know, when each individuality and each person, you know, their uniqueness comes out and, you know, they're all part of the fabric of the bigger, the bigger group, the bigger picture. So once people feel heard and seen, 
I think anything is achievable. Agreed. Dana, there are women listening to this episode who want to reach out to you and find out more about you. What is the best place for them to connect with you? So yes, you can meet, anybody can reach out to me at any time on LinkedIn. My name is Dana Senti, S-E-N-T-E. And my email address is D-S-E-N-T-E at verisresidential.com. So I'm happy to chat with anybody. And I'll leave those links in the show notes and also in the episode description. So if you're listening to this episode um, through your in a, an app on your phone or device, you can find it in the show notes. Dana, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody, And I appreciate so much your podcast and what you're doing for women professionally. It's very inspiring. So thank you for inviting me to be just a small part of it. What were your takeaways from my conversation with Dana? Have you seen the impact that the senior leaders have on your company culture? Have you taken a more human approach in your leadership? Head over to LinkedIn to share your thoughts and takeaways on the post corresponding to this episode. I would love to hear what stood out most for you. And if your last promotion has you experiencing and confronting challenges you haven't faced before, consider working with me. I would love to support you through this transition, help you get your bearings and feeling confident in your leadership once again. You can find a link to schedule a time to chat with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, that link will be in your podcast app. If you are listening through the Women Taking the Lead website, the link will be toward the bottom of the episode webpage. And as always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.